If you'd like to earn your wages, speaking from the greatest stages, and you need a stepping stone to make your way to the microphone, if you are a wisdom seeker for how to be a public speaker today, we've got a sweet treat. Here's a sneak peek. His name is Pete, and he's going to show what you need to know to grow, make dough, and steal the show as a highly paid professional public speaker. Get ready, y'all. Pete Vargas is in the house. This is the Kingdom Builders Academy podcast with tips, tools, and biblical truth to build your brand, business, or ministry. If you're a Christian speaker, writer, coach, or entrepreneur, this is the podcast you've been praying for. Get ready to increase your impact, income, and influence. Here are your hosts, the mother, her son, and his wife doing business, ministry, and life to shape the culture for Christ. Tamara Lowe, Zach Lowe, and Jillian Lowe. Let's go. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Kingdom Builders Academy podcast. We're super excited for today's episode with special guest Pete Vargas is in the house. So Pete, we'll pass the mic off to you. Tell us a little bit about your backstory. For those who don't know you, don't know how you got into being the world-renowned expert on all things stages. Wow. Well, thank you, man. Thank you for having me. The how the piece of the story I don't always share is how it got started is when I was 15 years old. Um, I, I, I uh, grew up in Hereford, Texas, and my best friend in the world, who wasn't my best friend at the time, invited me to church, invited me to this small little Nazarene church that was very much spilled, uh, spilled with the spirit. And I just was blown away. Um, I got introduced to Jesus at his house at a weekend retreat. And what was interesting is that I always looked up to him and his dad. His dad was a marketplace minister. His dad owned a company called Beef and More Dog Food. And it, it has gone on to sell, ended up selling to Nestle. And so I gave my life to Jesus when I was 15 years old. And the, the, the family that took me in weren't just Christians, but they were in the marketplace. And that's super important because, Zach, you know how much I believe what Billy Graham said, the next great move of God is going to happen in the marketplace. And we're beginning to see that take place. And so you fast forward, I get discipled by them through high school. I go to college and I'm dead set on being in business. I'm dead set on being in the marketplace because of Garth Merrick, Susie Merrick, Tyler Merrick, um, and the, that whole family who took me in, took me under their covering. I'm, I've got a business degree. And then my pastor calls me back and says, hey, Pete, I know you got this business degree, but I would love for you to come to Hereford, Texas. Our youth group is falling apart. We need somebody to come in here. And I'm like, no, like I've went to school now five years to get a, a business degree. I've got a great job in Dallas, Texas. There's no way I'm going to Hereford. I don't think they can match my $80,000 there. Um, which was a great starting salary out of college. And then I asked him, I'm like, pastor, I have no theology degree, no Bible degree. Like, why would you want me? And he said, I know that you'll come love on kids. And I think right now, one of the biggest things missing in our world is just us loving on people. And I'm talking about loving on people who don't know the Lord, but it was interesting that I, that's what he saw in me. And then I asked him, what's the pay? And he said, $18,000. And I'm like, $18,000, are you freaking kidding me? Like, no way. <laughs> and um, I just, I remember staying up all night long. There's a few times that you remember in your life that were very, very pivotal moments. This was one of them. And I clearly heard the Holy Spirit say, you're supposed to be back there. And so we went back there. Um, 
I just, you know, I just shared this recently, but my, my first Wednesday night, I got ready for my first talk and I knew that they were powerful speakers that I needed to bring in to Hereford, Texas to share with my kids because powerful speakers, listen, you guys might not know this, but I heard Tamara Lowe a long time ago. Like I heard her as a speaker. I've read her book before she even knew who I was. So people like Tamara Lowe and John Maxwell, and you guys might not even remember these people, but like I heard a guy by the name of Emmett Smith and David Robinson speak. And I remember how moved I was. Somebody invited me to these different events and I heard speakers and I remember the impact that speakers had on me as a young man in my teenage years and in my 20s. So my mindset going back to Hereford, Texas was, I don't want to speak. I have no desire to speak. I've never felt called to be a speaker, but I'm going to bring in speakers. And so that first Wednesday night, I shared with the three girls, Jory, Stacy, and Mackenzie, girls, I'm going to get speakers at Hereford, Texas that would never step foot in Hereford, Texas. And I'm going to get them to talk about faith, family, money, and everything, generosity. Your job is to get the kids to come into the doors. Well, here's what happened. Every time I got a speaker to come speak in Hereford, Texas, it was so easy so easy to get kids to show up. You stay at Dallas Cowboys coming to Hereford, Texas, and the freaking doors are wide open. And what I've since learned, Zach and Tamara, is that anytime somebody speaks on a stage of their ideal customers, you guys just shared a testimony of one person's ministry who got over $100,000 in their ministry, I believe, from just speaking on a stage. That's the power of speaking when done correctly. The power of speaking for me at that time was it was building my youth group. But for all of your listeners, it can build their ministry. It can build business. It can build if they're just trying to get a yes or a no from a vote standpoint, it can build whatever God has put in your heart. And the crazy thing, and I'll fast forward this quick, is over four years, my youth group grew from three kids to my my. Final Wednesday night, there were 800 kids in the youth group of a town of 15,000 people. A thousand young people came to know Jesus. Hundreds and hundreds of kids got discipled. I bet you over five to 10,000 different kids came through our doors that would never step foot in church because of these speakers that I brought in. And, you know, it's really cool because it started with three. You know, what Jesus, Jesus said is 12. I'm not comparing myself to Jesus, but I'm a follower of Jesus. I had three, Jory, Stacy, and Mackenzie. And those three girls got behind me. They believed in the vision. And actually, I've officiated two out of their three weddings. and They're still married to this day because they were the pivotal people that got behind the vision of what I shared. And so how did this all get started? All these speakers that I brought in, I'm talking about everything, financial advisors, CEOs, chaplains, evangelists, like everybody, they all made an impact on my kids and me because, you know, when you impact my kids, you impact me. But one of them came, he spoke, his daughter was the first girl killed at Columbine back in 1999. She died for her faith. My dad is sitting in the audience. My dad hears this speaker. And 10 years prior to that, my grandmother took me away from my dad because of the things that he was doing to me. He never said he was sorry. We tried everything from church to counseling to everything to try to have him say he's sorry. 
And all of a sudden he hears a speaker and 60 minutes later, he's going home and he's writing me a letter and he says, I'm sorry for the father I've been here. My son has had an impact on hundreds of kids' lives and I can't have an impact on my only son's life. He asked me for a second chance to do things right. And he told me in this letter that he loved me multiple times. And all of a sudden, Kim and I are reading that letter and we're thinking, oh my gosh, the power of one person's story, the power of one person's message on the stage and what it can do to prompt a man who nothing worked, but all of a sudden, 60 minutes later, he's taking this action. And so Zach and Tamara, the thing that came to me is I've got to call that man. And I called the man. I said, Daryl, you got to get this message out to the world on a bigger scale. And he said, and these are the words I hear often, I know, but I don't know how to do it. And I said, cool, I'm going to go figure it out for you. And Zach, Tamara, we figured it out for him. We helped him go from $52,000 in annual revenues on his 990 because he was a 501c3, so you can see their revenues. The year before, he did 150000 So he's going the wrong way. He's about to close his doors, and we figure out a methodology. I side hustle as I'm still a youth pastor because God has not called me to not be a youth pastor. And a few years later, we not only took his nonprofit, his ministry to $7 million, he was now impacting millions of people's lives and changing the school system as a result of that. And so I know it's a little bit longer, but that's why I'm passionate about this topic. And, and yeah, it started with him transforming me, my dad's relationship. Yeah. It's incredible. It's incredible, incredible backstory and testimony. So powerful. And uh, we've only got 15 minutes. So I want to get into some like real meat on stuff for people who want to get stages and what to do. But um, since we didn't get to the advance your reach power that's happened, I want to just kind of toot, toot your horn for a second, Pete, because since 2018, when you pivoted from being a youth pastor to actually teaching other people about how to scale their businesses and ministries and messages with stages, what are the numbers? Like your your students have booked 749,000 stages, done $1.1 billion in revenue from the stage. It's You had an incredible impact there too. Yeah, it's been incredible since we've been able to scale this out to serve the masses. I and mean, we're approaching 100,000 customers across the world. We audit them every year and we just say, how many stages were you on? How much revenues were generated and how many people were you in front of? And they reply back to us. And obviously you guys know 100% don't reply back to us, but let's say 20% reply back. You're able to take mathematical equations and equate it across the board to the rest of the students. And those are the numbers. Since 20, 2018, we had a goal between 2018 and 2027 to put our students on a million stages. And five years into that vision, we're already at 749,000 749, stages based on what they said. That's not me like figuring it out. That's them reporting the data back to us. And they said they generated over a billion dollars in revenues from those stages because we know it takes resources to be able to have the reach that we want to have on our world. And so, yeah, those are some of the cool things. And Tamara, I know how big stages have been in your career. Like you're phenomenal. I didn't know you could rhyme and rap like that. So I just found another strength of yours today. But like stages have probably been pretty pivotal for you too, haven't they? Oh, for sure. And I think the thing that that really motivates me about stages and about coaching and about ministry is the ripple effect that it has. Because there's like you've really harnessed the power of this in in your mentality and your ministry and what you've done for other people is that 
yeah, I can go out and do it myself. But it's like I told somebody the other day, I have at least three books. I know three books already outlined that I could write myself. But what's the point of me writing three books if I have a thousand people that I'm mentoring that all have three books or five books in them? Let them write the books. Let me get them on the bestseller list. And like you were saying, let me equip speakers. You're going to have a greater impact in this earth and greater treasure in heaven by equipping other people. And I think that's the amazing power of speaking from stages, of coaching from people, mentoring them, is the ripple effect that it has across eternity. Yeah, it's no like when I told my son the vision, I was like, I want to put people, I want our students to be on a million stages. His his mind connected it as a young boy, like, Dad, I don't see how you can be on a million stages. I did the math. And if you live to be 90, there's no way you can be on a million stages. And that's exactly what I told him. I'm like, no, Baba, not me. The people we serve. Dad can only be on so many finite stages. Like he's only got so much time and he doesn't have a desire to be on, you know, thousands of them the rest of his life. I will be on them, but it's our students. And when you equip them, you're you're equipping the body of Christ. And so, yeah, that's, I'm, I'm with you on that. Like you, you got that, you just talked about 3000 or 5,000 books versus three books. Like your math just said, oh, there's 3000 books instead of just my three books by what you guys do to equip, you know, these kingdom builders. Um, and so I love that. I love that vision. That's awesome. So powerful. What can be done uh, and such a cool testimony and story. So with our, our last 10 minutes here, Pete, would you give give our people some some of the good stuff, some of that that red meat on you've brought up to to our people previously the power of other people's stages and what that what that means for your message, your business, what what other people's stages can do for you, and then how do we get those stages? How do we get out there and start winning stages? Yeah, I think in a world where it's so busy and so noisy. Um, and I, and I've tried to teach this in a powerful way. Like when I came out of the gates and I built my business, whether you're building a ministry and nonprofit, a business, a church, whatever you're doing as you're listening, one of the things I try to do is I try to build my social media following and I tried to build my first funnel. I spent tens of thousands of dollars on this funnel and I spent all of this time and money on building my IG following or Facebook following or building a group. I did all of these things, I even launched a podcast, you know? And this is starting out. And what I started to realize is it takes a lot of time and a lot of money and some, some vary more, like, you know, some take more time and less money. Some take more money and less time and some take both. The power of what I call OPS is there's this term in real estate called OPM and OPM is when you leverage other people's money. That's what happens in real estate. People leverage other people's money, but in return, you have to pay that money back once the real estate sells. Um, to the people that you borrowed it from. I look at OPSs, other people's stages, as OPM and OPT, meaning other people's money and other people's time. What do I mean by that? I mean, like when you go get, I was just recently on somebody's Instagram channel. She has the million followers. She had 20, 2,200 people live listening to me. Do you realize how much time and how much money it would take me to build 1.1 million people on Instagram. Like I've got 40,000 followers and I've tried really hard to go do that. So you think about that, or you think about the stage that I was on at Miami Marlins Stadium with 35,000 people. 
costs $20 million to put that event on. And it costs decades of time to even have the uh, confidence to go put on an event like that. But yet I get to show up and not spend $20 million and not spend a whole year of time trying to fill that event. And I get to go deliver a powerful 60-minute talk and see a thousand customers come into my world that day. That's the power of OPSs. So that's the power. The power is that you don't have to spend as much time and money because there's millions of stages out there right now, right now today, happening. Now, let me transition. So there's physical stages and there's digital stages. Pre-COVID, we just thought of physical stages as like the, the bread and butter. Like that's what we want. But what I want people to know is even post-COVID, digital stages are no longer a stepchild. Like lots of people are actually engaging with all of these different types of digital stages. And the cool part is that you can build customers, donors, and whatever you want just being online. Like I like physical stages. My wife doesn't. She'd rather be on a, an incredible podcast like this than go travel somewhere because she knows she could be on a on a podcast, you know, every day or one a week. And and that person has built hundreds of thousands of downloads. Like Tamara, I was sharing with you a person that you're going to have high tea with today. Like that person has a podcast and the, anybody on that podcast, like I got, they shared some of the numbers, like it's lots of new customers come from just being on that person's podcast because that person has a hundred thousand downloads an episode. That's the football stadium. That's the football stadium an episode an episode, like the biggest stadiums. So that's the power of OPSs. Zach, one thing I don't share often is here's me potatoes. Who controls the stage? The person who controls the stage is what I call the meeting planner. And the one who either owns that stage or entrusts that stage to somebody on their team. They either own it or they entrust it to somebody else. The bigger the stage the more you want to go to the person who is entrusted with it. The smaller the stage, the more direct you can go to the person who owns that stage. There's somebody who owns it and is like an entrustment of it. Think about it like, you know, maybe like Joseph. I don't know. I had, I'm not thinking off the top of my head. But like the bigger the stage, the more indirect you want to go. And that's what people need to understand about who controls the stage. Now, what has you stand out is when you can solve a problem for their audience that they're not currently like feeling called to solve or don't solve. When you can, the clearer you can get on your pitch to that meeting planner, either direct or indirect, and they can see you solve a problem that they don't necessarily want to be the subject matter expert in, they, it sparks in their mind, I want this person to be on my stage. So let's like, even like this episode, let's look at this. The, one of the reasons why we've partnered so closely with, with Tamara and Zach is because my subject matter expert is how do you actually get on stages? They both know how to get on stages. They know how to make that happen, but they, they're not necessarily focused on as 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 much as I am focused on that. And so why am I on this episode? I'm on this episode because I'm a subject matter expert on it. 
And so if you will look at that and make sure you're crystal clear in your communication with them of the problem you can solve for their audience, that becomes a major, major win in getting you on the stage. I'm going to give you one more nugget and then I'll turn it back over to you guys. But also think about their win. Think about their win. Their win is more attendees, more listeners, more of their products and services being sold. So also think about their win and not just their customers win, not just their the people listening's win. So always think about how can you win for them in their organization and business and how can you win for the people that you're going to speak to, which is their following and their crowd. Because when you can win for both, you will be the one that's on their stage speaking. So Zach, that's stuff I don't normally talk about, but wanted to get a little bit into the details of some nuggets there. Yeah, no, thank you. Thank you for that. That's what I was hoping for. Coach Dan, we've got just a couple minutes left. Do you have any any follow-up thoughts or last last questions for Pete? One thing I appreciate about you, Pete, and and from the day that I met you, is that it's not just a skill set and a knowledge base that you have. It's not just that you are articulate and able to express that well in a way that people can grasp it, but it's really something that is a tangible intangible, if you will, which is the anointing of heaven. There's no substitution for that. There's no place that you can go for that except it's from on high. And I really appreciate that about you. I'll, I'll close with a question from our live audience. Dr. Shante Haynes wants to know, what do you wish you knew 10 years ago that you know now? What is something that you would have changed or done differently because you've learned some things in the past in the past decade? Yeah, you know, when I, I I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say two quick things. The first thing that I wished I would have known is um, I feel like there was a season where I was trying all of the bright, shiny object stuff. Like I'm talking uh, everything. I was like, let's build funnels. Let's have podcasts. Let's do all of these customer acquisition channels that what we're not realizing is from a resource standpoint, either takes time or money. And so out of the gates of my business, I'm just going to be honest with you. I did all of those things. I'm like, no, I'm not a speaker. I help speakers, but I had zero desire to be the one on the stage. That's true talk when I launched my company about a decade ago. So I tried all of the other stuff and I'm telling you, I landed one customer and in my first launch and that customer actually refunded. I was like, oh my gosh, I put all this time, all this money into all of these things that everybody in the market is telling me to do. There's got to be a simpler way. And I remember going and speaking on my first stage, OPS is what I call it. And there were 80 people there and we got 20 new customers. And I thought, wow, it took me 15 minutes to win that stage. Now, granted, it took me a day traveling there and a day traveling back. So I don't want to like act like there's no time but there were 20 customers. And so I just wish, I wished I would have like doubled down on, on this a lot quicker than when I did launching my business. That's one thing. And then the other thing that I think is so meaningful to me right now, Kim and I, my wife and I's favorite, one of our favorite scriptures, and we feel like it's the purpose and a calling in our life right now. And Zach, I know you know more about that, but Revelation 12, 11 says, we will overcome by the blood of the lamb nothing allows us to overcome about the blood of the lamb. 
but it's interesting how it says, but by the word of our, and by the word of our testimony. So a piece of that scripture is talking about Jesus, but a piece of that scripture is also talking about our testimony, which I, if you look up the definition also means your story. And so I just think that there is this incredible opportunity that the people listening right now, your story is what will help people overcome. And, and as I figured that out, I had to get over my fear of speaking or I'm not a speaker. Like a decade ago, I'd never been on a stage ever. A few years ago, I'd never been on a stage, but I had to get over that because I started to realize my, I had a responsibility with my testimony and my story in helping people overcome. And so I just needed to get over that quicker and 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 back we're starting to see my wife even get over that who's an introvert she's starting to share she was just on a stage last week for a few minutes and a decade ago she would have never done that but she understands the power of the story her story her testimony and every single one of us have that guys before we close pete for people who are listening to the podcast where can they go to find out more about what you're doing Oh yeah, if they go to um, if they go to advanceyourreach.com, advanceyourreach.com. We've got lots of free gifts there, a lot of cool things there, and it, t- it really talks about what we're doing. Um, but definitely go there, and if you're listening to the podcast, hit me up on Instagram and let me know that you listened to it. And um, yeah, I'm so grateful for our partnership with you guys. Really grateful for you guys. Thanks for being on today. Yeah, thanks, Pete. Bless you, Pete. All right, guys, we'll see you next week on the Kingdom Builders Academy podcast. Hi, this is Tamara Lowe, founder of Kingdom Builders Academy, here with a free gift for you, our loyal podcast listener. We're giving away free copies of my newest book, On Purpose, How to Find, Fund, and Fulfill Your Purpose. You can download your free copy right now at onpurposebook.com. That's www.onpurposebook.com. Thanks for tuning in to the Kingdom Builders Academy podcast today. Join us again for our next exciting exciting episode.